You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out Built for the Stage, go to builtforthestage.com and we'll be on our way with a one-week free trial where you can try out working with me on an interactive fitness app. Actors or athletes, train like one. We'd love to get a chance to meet you. All right, speaking of meeting people, can't wait to meet our guest, to introduce our guest to you. Special guest, as always, uh, they are currently in the cast of Some Like It Hot, a Broadway favorite at the moment. Uh, they're a swing in the show and currently also stepped in as the dance captain, so can't wait to hear about that as well. They were previously seen on Broadway in Mary Poppins. Uh, yeah, let's just bring on our guest. Please welcome Ian Campano. The crowd goes wild. Standing <laughs> ovation. Standing O. Standing O. Welcome to the podcast, Ian. Thanks for being on. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. All right. So Tuesday, one show day. You you had the day off yesterday? Yes. Monday, day off. All right. Great. We're going to jump in with that first question, but we're going to put you on the hot seat. That's going to be the first question. I'm going to give you a little time to think about it, if you can guess what I'm going to ask you. So let me put on my music here. Okay. There it is. BFTS hot seat. First question. What is one of your favorite things to do on your Monday day off? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you sleep in any napping involved as well? Uh, not usually, but I, I enjoy not having to set an alarm. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Got you. All right. So when it's your day off, do you like, go out and make it um, like Taco Mondays instead of Taco Tuesdays? Like, do you go eat anything fun? Do you do any like rituals on Mondays? Mm, I wouldn't say rituals. It's more just about like enjoying the time away from work. Mm. So it's kind of like uh, whatever friends are doing or whatever my husband's doing and and just hanging out and spending time with them Great. because our schedule is quite busy otherwise. Okay, so stepping away from the stage, what what are like hobbies or passions that you have other than theater? Um, well, working out is one of them. Uh-huh. I love to work out. Um, I love to cook. 
What, yeah. What's your best dish? What's your go-to? Ooh, mostly anything Italian. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, I learned from my mom, so. Amazing. Do you hear that at the door? That's me knocking right now. I'm knocking. At yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, next question. You're watching or you put on the TV and a movie pops up and it's a movie that you can never pass on. Like you got to watch it. What's that movie? What is that movie? I'm, this one doesn't pop up on TV all the time, but like one one of my favorite movies of all time is Serendipity. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But it's not on TV all the time. Oh. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of one that pops up that I always watch. But honestly, most of them. I, I love movies. Yeah. One yeah. that's coming into my head right now is The Wedding Planner. <laughs> <laughs> with j-lo and uh matthew mcconaughey yeah absolutely wedding planner made in manhattan you might like this one uh because you like cooking how about um burnt with bradley cooper have you seen this cooking movie yet i've ever seen that Ooh, netflix burnt okay. with uh bradley cooper I, all right or how about chef the the one where the guy's like a, a really high-end chef he gets fired and he opens up a food truck with his son and his food his son makes him viral um by like posting their journey on twitter have you seen this one no i've not <gasps> seen that one. Oh, okay see i love me a, a cooking movie all right and now i have stuff to watch exactly exactly yeah <laughs> yeah burnt and chef um okay so um uh, moving on you wake up, you need some feel good vibes. What is like a go-to song that always like gets you going? <laughs> um, super into like disco right now. So um, Magic by Kylie Minogue and On the Radio are like two songs that like really get me going. But like current new hit songs, of course, Padam Padam is one of my like go-to songs at the moment. In the dressing room, one of our favorite songs is um, Never Gonna Not Dance Again by Pink. Okay. The, the, the whole male ensemble dressing room kind of goes off when that song comes on. It's become a, a theme song of our dressing room. Okay, amazing. All right, you're cooking uh, for dinner, and you get to invite three guests that you want to invite over. Any guests, living, passed away, normal person, celebrity, who are the three guests that you're inviting for dinner? Hmm. Three guests. Let's see. I'm going to go with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm going to go with uh, Michelle Obama. And I'm going to go with, see, these questions are so hard. I'd love to have dinner with so many people. You're going to have five guests if you want, instead of oh my three. God. I'll, give, I'll give you two, I'll that, give you two extra. That, that's a dinner party. Um, yeah. You got to cook a big meal. It's got to be a lot of pasta. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to have, um, <laughs> I'd love to have Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman at dinner who wrote the music and lyrics for our show. Cause mm -hmm. they're just hysterical. Um, we'll stick with those four. Okay. How about that? Uh, lovely, uh, lovely list there. Love it. Yeah. Okay. You're off the hot seat. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. You did amazing. Burning up.
you did amazing. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's uh, pull back the pace a bit. Let's go um, to like early days. When does Ian realize, oh, I, I want to be a performer. I want to do this singing, dancing, and acting thing. When does that start? Um, it started pretty early. Uh, when we were in grade school, I come from a big family. I have five brothers and sisters. When we were in grade school, when you were in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, um, one of our English teachers, she would edit down Shakespeare plays and you could like audition for the Shakespeare play. Um, and I remember very vividly my sister, my oldest sister, uh, she was in Romeo and Juliet and she played the nurse. And obviously it's like, it's one of the comedic relief characters in the play. Um, and I just remember her making people laugh in the auditorium. And I remember feeling like I wanted to be able to do that. So I kind of followed along in those footsteps and did that in grade school. And then in high school was the first time I uh, had done an actual musical. Mm. And I just kind of fell in love with it. I always had a natural dancing ability, but I didn't really start training until like the very end of my senior year of high school and then in college dance wise. Um, and same vocally, I just kind of had like a natural ability, which was great, but it definitely needed to be uh, trained and nuanced, if you will. Yeah. So what was your first musical that you mentioned? You did a, a musical later on, you said, what was the first one? Yeah. So the first musical I did in high school was a musical called Working. Yeah, I'm, it's not super well known, but uh, it's actually a really great show. Okay. And then that was it? Like you were hooked? You're like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it was, um, I was always obsessed with musicals. And again, my older brothers and sisters who had gone through high school first, like I would go see them in the high school musical and see the shows. And my parents, um, Growing up, they would take us to the Benenum Center to see musicals in Pittsburgh. Um, so I grew up going to see theater and always was just enthralled by it and loved it. Um, and then so when I finally got to do it, I just fell more in love with it. Okay, you're from Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm from Youngstown, just an hour west of you. Yeah, not far at all. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You're a Yinzer. Oh, oh my God, Yinzer. <laughs> hilarious hilarious okay so do you go to school for theater or do you go to school for something else in college what do you do no i went to school for musical theater i got my bfa at uh shenandoah conservatory in winchester virginia okay and uh parents family supportive of this or like hey what are you doing going to school for theater um i th i think there was a moment where they were kind of like oh, i'm not sure about this um and then I think there was another moment when they saw how much I loved it and then uh, saw that I was pretty good at it. Mm. And so then they kind of got, they kind of got behind me and they're, they're fully supportive. Awesome. Yeah. They're really great. They actually were just up here at the end of June to see the show. Okay, cool. So yeah. you go to school for theater and you graduate and you get right on Broadway. What happens? I wish yeah. that is that is not the case. Um, yeah, I, give I, us give. We're here for the ups and downs. All right, so give us those downs. We give us some yeah. give us some inspiration for us over here feeling down and needing like someone to say, "Hey, it can happen. You you're gonna make it." Give us that. Give us that. 
Well, and that and that's the thing too, though, is it like things will happen. You just have to be committed to sticking with it. It's not. It's not. Uh, nothing will ever really be handed to you. I guess unless you get to be a certain level of uh, an actor and people know you and they'll just offer you something, but that's not really how it works. And definitely not out of college. There's, there's so much networking that needs to be done. Um, you, the more, the more people you can meet in terms of directors, choreographers, other performers, um, the better, because then when you go into an audition room and someone recognizes your face, then automatically you have a one-off on everybody else. Mm. But right out of, I mean, right out of college for me, I was fortunate enough to jump on a national tour. I jumped on the non-equity national tour of Cats. Mm. Um, so I was lucky to get that right away, but it's very few and far between that you will actually get on Broadway right out of school. Right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so in the midst of that journey, how many times, or, you know, I'm just being silly, but like, how many times did you want to quit? How many times did you want to walk away? Or maybe not, maybe you didn't, but like wh what has kept you going? What has kept you consistent in this ups and downs of this ever so competitive industry? That's a really good question. Um, and if I'm being fully honest, yes, please, there, please do. <laughs> there are still times now when I like want to just quit, mm. you know, like it, there, there are always going to be moments where things seem unfair or they seem like they should have gone one way. But the thing is, most of it's out of your control. So all you can really do is go into an audition room and be your absolute best and be your truest self. And if that's not what they're looking for, it's not what they're looking for. And that has absolutely nothing to do with you as a person or as a performer or even... Um, it has nothing to do with your talent level either. It's just they're looking for something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been in the business now for 15 years professionally. I, there, there are so many times that you've just that I've just wanted to like walk away from it. Mm. But it's that's also really hard to do because when you put in so much time and energy, um, that yeah, that would be really difficult. Yeah. Okay, so maybe one of those pillars that have helped you mentally or just help helping you with like um, creating or establishing a certain discipline and mantra, I'm assuming is your training. When did you start uh, enjoying to work out and when did that happen? Um, I started working out towards the end of college. I wish I would have started earlier. I wish I would have 
Um, I wish I would have known that it was going to be part of my professional career. Not only, not only in like a, in a physical look wise, but also just in terms of cross training, um, your body for getting ready to do eight shows a week for sometimes years, you know, and we don't get, we don't get a lot of time off, you know, we get one day a week. And then in terms of vacations and whatnot, we only get two weeks out of the year. So in terms of actual downtime for your body to recover from doing eight shows a week, we don't get a lot of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, even just easier workouts that are meant to stretch into um, relieve pressure off of joints and whatnot are super important for performers. Okay. So- recovery. So let me play devil's advocate and push back because this is what I get. This is like my mission with this whole thing. One of my (laughs) missions is you just said, oh, you know, we only get two weeks out of the year. We only get one day a week. Um, So much of this is about making sure that we're able to stay functional up on the stage and recover. If this is the case and your job is so strenuous, then why would you train or why would you take the time away from just sitting on the couch and go work out when you're already saying that your schedule is challenging physically? Because I feel like me personally, I feel like just sitting around and just laying around would be worse for me because if, if, I'm, if I'm going from couch to stage, there's more chance of me getting injured on that stage than there would be if I went to the gym and warmed up on the Stairmaster. And even if I was doing some easy exercises, my muscles are activating and they're, they're getting ready to jump into a two and a half hour marathon of dancing. Yeah. You know, like going from the couch. Uh, yeah. That, that sounds more dangerous slash injury prone than going to the gym and even just doing something easier, basic. Yeah. Okay. Peeps, you heard it here first from Ian. It wasn't me. Ian Ian said what he said. All right. And it's the truth. If you want to be as good as you can be in your show, you have to be above your show and you're not going to be above your show by being below on the couch. We need to move our bodies in different ways We need to challenge ourselves in different mobility, flexibility, strength, training-wise ways so that we can be ready for whatever it is that's thrown at us on that stage eight times a week. Thank you, Ian, for saying that. Mid-show applause. Mid-show applause. Yay. Stop the scene. We're clapping for Ian. (laughs) Okay. Appreciate that. Okay, cool. What – um. Like, do you tend to be regimented in schedule? Like, are you, are you in a flow of like, oh, I, this is when I uh, get up or I eat or I do my like daily chores or I go to the gym. Like, are you pretty like bing, bang, boom, or do you just flow with it? Uh, I pretty much just flow with it depending on how I'm feeling each day. Um, but you know, the schedule kind of dictates when you can and cannot do things. So a lot of the times I I used to be really good about getting up. And as soon as I got up going right to the gym, um, I've gotten less good at that. But, 
Um, and I don't know why that is, but it's just what my body feels like it needs from just listening to my body. So normally I'll go to the gym before I go to the theater. Okay. And I'll, I'll leave like a little bit of time to grab food beforehand. But um, yeah, it, it just depends on the day and what I need to get done. But you, but you still commit to that though. You're still saying, <laughs> okay, you, whatever, let's just say my half hour is at 7.30. That means I need to be at the gym by, I don't know, five or something like that. Yep. You're still saying, okay. Yeah, pretty much. I, um, yeah, I leave all the time I need for a workout and a shower and then enough time to grab a shake or a small bite to eat to get to the theater. And I usually get to the theater like an hour before the show. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Nice. Well, yeah, everyone, I, even if it's not the same every day, again, I'd love to encourage you that the night before you plan out your next day and so that when the time comes to let's say go to train no matter what you go to train like boom that time that you committed to is there so awesome uh let's hop into some like it hot uh so congratulations on stepping into the role of uh the dance captain uh the dancing in some like it hot is phenomenal and some of the complex choreography not just the dancing but like the the door chase scene is just mm -hmm. incredibly fun to watch first off, but also incredibly complex. Can we talk about the door scene real quick? One, 100%. Everyone loves to talk about the, the door scene. Yeah. <laughs> give give us like, um, I don't know, maybe the experience of, of first rehearsing that in the very beginning. Like what was the evolution of that controlled chaos? I'll call it. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what you should call it. So our, our Tony Award-winning choreo, choreo uh, set by Casey Nicola. Um, it was, watching him create that was pretty nuts, to be honest. I mean, he, he knew that he wanted to spend this, like, six-minute number wrapping up a whole bunch of storylines, and he knew he wanted certain parts. Like, he, he knew what moments he wanted to happen, and then it was just a matter of like putting it together. But watching him put that together was freaking brilliant. Um, it was exactly what you said, chaotic. And there was a lot of, no, go back. No, let's start again. No, try this, do this again. Um, but that's what it needed to be to make sure everything was done and everything was safe and that everyone was going to be able to get where they needed to be. Because what the audience can't see is that sometimes when people are running off stage, they're running all the way around to the other side of the stage to make their next entrance. Mm. And so there's as much choreography as there is on stage during that number, there is just as much choreography backstage during that number. And it is absolutely nuts. Mm. Okay. But in, a, in the most in the most controlled, chaotic way. Right, right. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. And yes, a, a great thing that I wasn't thinking of that I, you know, can relate to from my former performing days. Yes, the transitions where you're crossing backstage is choreography in itself, I'm sure. Are there are there people like, you know, there's a little bit of uh, traffic control backstage as well? 1,000% traffic backstage. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Um, stepping into the dance captain uh, role, how many tracks did you say you covered six or seven on your own? 
as a swing, I cover nine. Okay, nine. So that kind of, yeah. I'm sure, helped in a way because you already like were you had your your mind and and your your uh, concentration on that. Then yes. taking on basically the whole show of being responsible, making sure everyone is uh, hitting their marks and 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 keeping the show tight. What has that been like the in the recent time that you've stepped in? Busy. <laughs> it's been very busy. Um, I had a lot of information to learn, um, and I had a lot of choreography to learn um, because. Initially, I, you know, I didn't need to know the women's choreography or the principal choreography. And then it became um, a time and a place and a position where I needed to know all of that. So it was, it was a lot of new information. Luckily, it wasn't unfamiliar information. Mm. You know, I've sat and watched the show so many times. Um, and even when we're in rehearsals and the swings are sitting out at our table in the house, you're just constantly watching. And so I think subconsciously you absorb so much more information than you think you do. So it was, uh, the information that I needed to learn was not unfamiliar. It was just about actually learning it and the way it's supposed to be. Did you have any hesitations stepping into that or were you fully a thousand percent confident? Like I got this, no problem. Um, it's, uh, maybe, maybe a little bit hesitant, um, I think I've I've always wanted to I've always wanted to try it mm -hmm. to see what it's like to be a dance captain. It's a it's a pretty loaded position in terms of like the workload and rehearsing and you know giving notes and um, so I've always wanted to try it. So this was like my first opportunity to do that, mm -hmm. um, and I felt like I was set up really well from our dance captain Ashley, who is on maternity leave, which is why I took over. Mm -hmm. um, but she she is really good in the position. She uh, she handles it all very well and with so much grace. Um, so I felt like watching her do it for the past nine months was um, a good teaching lesson and a good jumping off point for me as I entered the role. Okay, cool. Yeah, the reason I ask is just to parallel it to fitness. So oftentimes people are, you know, hesitant to jump into something maybe they're unsure of or uh, not quite sure if they'll have, quote unquote, what it takes or if it's for them. Uh, so I love what you just said there about Ashley. Yeah. You, yes. Yeah. Ashley was like a great uh, guide for you or a support to lean on and in fitness or whatever in life, like your circle is important. The people around you uh, is important. So, you know, if you're pursuing that fitness uh, pursuit, you know, maybe not lean on random YouTube videos, but look to someone who who can help guide you. No different than a voice teacher for your voice lessons or a dance uh, teacher for your dance instruction. So that's, uh, that's cool. Congratulations. What's your favorite track out of all of the ones that you cover to jump into? You know, I, I like them all for different reasons because they all, they all, um, there are similarities amongst some of them and then they all have something a little different and that's why I kind of enjoy doing all of them. Mm. And then I also, the ninth track is I cover Spats, who's a principal, who's, you know, the head mob guy, mm -hmm. which is also just fun. I went on for the first time, uh, actually when my parents were here. So I, that was, I made my 
Broadway principal debut when my parents were here, which was very fun. Very cool. Nice. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to end us with a, a, a tougher, like deeper philosophical question, but if you could talk to either younger Ian or maybe just someone else who uh, is struggling through this career and now having experienced what you've experienced and then in the wisdom and knowledge that you've gained along the years, what could you share with them, whether it was like a firsthand experience or just something um, broad that could keep them in the race per se um, to keep putting that one foot in front of the other? I think, I think one of the biggest things I've learned in my career is that in our business, you, you do need to be all in, in terms of like committing yourself to going to auditions and, and to working on material and working on your body and your voice and your dancing. But I think the biggest thing I learned was that it cannot be all consuming for you as a person. Like you, you need to have other loves in life. You need, you need to enjoy doing other things because if all you're consumed with is this business, it will just eat you alive. And I, I would, I would venture to say that's for anybody in their career in any career rather. I just don't like, you need to have other things that you love to do. You need to go hang out with your friends. You need to, you need to have moments where this is not what you're thinking about. So that like, the rest of your soul can be filled with other things so that when you have moments of this was my thousandth no in a row, or I, I went in and I thought I nailed it and I didn't book it that you can, you can be like, okay, well, it's not the end of the world and I'm going to have dinner with friends tonight. So it'll all be good. Yeah. Cool. Ian, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right, everyone, Ian Campano from Some Like It Hot. Make sure to follow Ian on the gram. Uh, his handle is going to be in the description of this episode, but it's I, as in the letter, uh, Campano, his last name. But you can also check that out on the description of this episode. I'm Joe Roscoe with Bill for the Stage. Thanks again for tuning in. Actors or athletes, train like one. Later. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.